Welcome to Rethink, the Financial Advisor Podcast. My name is Adam Holtz. And this is Derek Notman. We are your hosts, both veteran advisors and fintech CEOs who challenge the status quo, question everything, and have fun doing it. Hear honest commentary on the challenges facing advisors today. And be part of a community where we can all rethink the profession. Now on to our episode. Adam, are you prepared for a global financial disruption? Well, do you know something that I don't know? My crystal ball doesn't work, but let's get all doomsday here for a second. <laughs> I mean, what do we do with our clients? We help our clients plan for worst case scenario, right? Plan for the worst, hope for the best. But are we yeah. as an industry and profession prepared for global disruption? I mean, look at it. You've got economic pressures on a global scale, some weird political things, aging populations, a massive population of people with disabilities. Huge. Yeah, Interest man. rates. Interest rates, inflation. You've got this fallout from COVID and the everybody working remotely. They're not coming back. What's that going to mean for real estate? Oh, yeah. Corporate real estate is not going to have a good couple of years, I don't think. Well, but, if, if the population ages, then that means you got revenue falling for taxes. Yep. I think there's a war going on. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yep. People forget about that one. Yep. And I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but I think it's worth chatting about. And we'll flip the switch here and get a little more positive in a second. But... <laughs> It's a better um, hook for all of you to to actually hear. Everyone listening right stuff. now just like had a total downer. They're crying. They're texting their families. I love you. Are you okay? So. <laughs> the best way towards gratitude is through <laughs> through recognition. That's everything's messed up. By the way, I happen to think that all all news feels like fake news to me today. I've said this a couple of times, right? Yeah, it's I agree. With agenda you. who's trying to grab your attention. So hopefully we just did that despite the fact that the cost of eggs is probably double what you paid just a couple months ago. And frankly, everything gets solved by chat GPT these days. So I think there's a lot of change that's around the corner, Derek. So I love that you asked this question, but I wonder what that means for financial professionals like us and how we're helping our clients address the potential anxieties that are underlying these real events and situations that are happening right now. Are financial professionals empowered to help the anxieties of their clients with respect to how this affects their finances? They should be, but I, I don't know if it's talked about as much as maybe it, it, it deserves. Uh, hmm. We do amazing work and maybe we don't pat ourselves on the back enough, but are, are we missing the boat on some topics here that aren't covered? Like things we just talked about in our doomsday model. <laughs> um, it's true. Well, one thing is true. We, you know, we've always had this condition. I know several of our important guests have said there's been calamity year after year. There is unrest and issues every year for the history of our planet. And somehow we have survived. So it's not meant to say to you that this one is insurmountable. It just seems like just, just like technology is growing extremely fast, change is happening extremely fast. We may need to get used to a pace of change that we are not normally comfortable with. And of course, how are we going to educate our own clients? It seems like we're going to have to educate ourselves first. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we are that conduit, if you will. 
to helping our clients get through this stuff, they may not be asking about expense ratios and beta and alpha and all that kind of stuff. They're asking, hey, is social security going to be there? Mm, that's right? a great question. You know, and, and things of that nature. Like, how is this going to impact my life? Um, but I, I think your, your core point there is education. It's education true. is an empowering factor in so many ways that, well, I think we just need to bring on our guest and, and who knows a little bit more about this than we do. Certainly does. Introduce us to Evelyn. Yeah. So Evelyn Jacks, she's just such a sweet, awesome, brilliant lady. She is up to the North with her friends in Canada. Mm-hmm. And she is the president, founder, CEO of an organization called the Knowledge Bureau, mm. which is a national educational institute. In other words, they essentially train all types of advisors across Canada with a variety of different training, <clears throat> continuing education, professional things, and not just financial advisors, life insurance, tax, a lot of different types of advisors that they serve. She's a force to be reckoned with. She's known by millions, well-respected, named twice as one of Canada's top 25 women of influence. Pretty cool. Mm. And just really passionate about education and helping advisors take all that knowledge and experience. And then by being that better educator, helping their clients have better lives, make better decisions and so forth. Uh, So they're just a really interesting organization. She's really dynamic and has some really insights, giving their perspective, because they've, they've served tens of thousands of advisors, I believe at this point, and we'll get into that in a second. So really interested to see what she has to say. Awesome. All right. Let's hear from Evelyn Jacks. I love what you guys are doing at the Knowledge Bureau. You've served, it's got to be tens of thousands of advisors at this point, maybe more. Given that experience, what is your perspective of the financial advice, market, industry, profession? How do you do things if we're looking at it through the lens of Evelyn Jacks? So, you know, we are probably in the most significant holistic disruption in the financial services that we've been in in a century. And it is the most significant opportunity to provide essential financial services to clients who are worried they're stuck. It doesn't matter if they're multimillionaires. They are concerned about losing their wealth and what the effect of higher interest rates, um, you know, significant inflation, tight job markets, an aging population, um, you know, an economy because of an aging population that's going to slow down over the next five to seven years. That's the reality. And they are looking for someone that they can trust to probe and tell them that it's going to be okay and here's why. They want to get unstuck because they have been working so hard in this holistic disruption just to stay afloat. And they need you more than ever. So what are you doing about that? Mm. That's a great question, everybody. You know, it's funny because what I just heard in what you said was none of the the concerns were returns on investments, right? For the last several years, there's been a lot of discussion of, well, gosh, it's it's about the return. 
people didn't talk about the calamities, the job market as much with respect to financial advice, right? Financial advisors don't typically talk about those things. So I thought that was interesting. I'm curious, what, what do you think is the missing opportunity that advisors are just not addressing or they can't see coming right now? I think we need to look at the end game. So when we look at the kinds of things, you know, if we were going to look at a personal net worth statement or a family net worth statement today as the terminal net worth statement, right? So here's the most powerful financial moment in your lifetime, which is that moment when you pass on what's left to your family or to your community. What does that look like? And what we find at Knowledge Bureau is that uh, the thing that we lose track of the most is what we call the key wealthy voters, taxes, inflation, and fees, including interest rates, including legal fees. Financial, you know, we think about fees from a financial perspective only. Um, but fees, you know, when a family is arguing about, you know, the estate because they haven't done estate planning well, that gets eroded pretty quickly with legal fees. And that's what not what we want for our families. We want to build real wealth after taxes, inflation, and fees that's sustainable. And the time to start that is in pre-retirement when you're young. So are we going forward and are we asking to meet all the family members so we can take a multi-stakeholder approach to Real wealth management. Real wealth management is a concept that we coined here at Knowledge Root Bureau. It's a concept around which we teach all of our continuing professional development because at the end of the day, we want to build sustainable wealth across generations. We want to build on the wealth that you have created so that we can share the wealth ultimately if we do it well with our community. That's a really powerful statement. I think you said what happens at the end and to plan around that. And I think you're right. I know here in the States that the majority of people do not have estate planning. This, even the simple things like a will, and it's actually a bit scary and you're right. So it sounds like one of the things that are maybe an action step that you're suggesting here is that advisors almost have a duty to start that conversation at a much younger age. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help their clients with this thing that's going to happen at some point. We don't know when, but it is going to happen. Yeah. And you know what? We're humans. We don't like to talk about the D word, the death (laughs) word. So we don't talk about it. We talk about uh, pre-retirement, in-retirement, and post-retirement. It's just a way easier way for us to approach this uh, life cycle planning approach we all want to do. And, you know, we don't want to talk about disability either, but you know what? The biggest minority in the world are disabled people. One billion out of eight billion people in this world are disabled. Mm. And in North America, we are going into uh, and are into an aging population that's going to slow down our economy by virtue of the fact that our productivity is going to slow down. Um, labor force productivity is going to slow down. That's going to affect tax revenues. That's going to affect social services. So we have to sustain wealth. We have to do that if we want to contribute to our societies through taxation, through donations, through strategic philanthropy. If we want to make our efforts meaningful, uh, then we have to find a way to sustain wealth. 
And the financial advisors are in the heart of that because individuals can bring their productivity, their labor into the marketplace. But in an aging demographic, we have to bring our capital into the marketplace. What we've produced during our lifetime and now our capital has to produce for us. And that's really powerful. We have to protect it from the eroders of taxes, inflation, and fees. That's power. So your job is so important. How many times do you pick up the phone or open a communication where somebody says to you, you do important work, but you do. I think it's time to pat advisors on the back and, you know, shake up the paradigm. And, you know, we hear a lot of rejection, but actually we do very important work because we're active participants in the sustainability of wealth that's going to help our community. We need to reframe that. We need to rethink it. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> <All right. laughs> true. Well, I think we, hopefully we're starting. But so how do you make that tangible for our audience today? What, what action steps would you recommend that they take or instill in their practice, either thinking about or taking action specifically? Okay, so you need to uh, rethink your investment in yourself. You need to take something new. We love to educate people in a multidisciplinary room. Traditionally, it's birds of the feather. You know, it's all financial advisors. It's all accountants. It's all legal advisors. They all get together. At Knowledgeware, we like to turn you all together in a room, a virtual room, so to speak, if necessary, and really think about, take off our traditional hats and really think about, you know, how can we all get on the same path? Because the real wealth manager, and again, we have a designation program around us so you can earn those initials. And what it really means is that you are the coordinator of one strategic firm that all of the financial advisors on your client's team are going to follow. We've all heard of situations where the financial advisor has got a great plan put together, but the accountant undoes it, or the legal advisor undoes it, or the family members don't follow it. So, you know, what sustainability of wealth is all about, aside from those technical things you need to learn, and tax is critical. If you don't learn tax, you've got to do it. It's 50% of wealth erosion, especially if you're hung up with clients' wealth, that's 50% you need to know about. So whether you learn more about it yourself holistically or you spend more time with um, uh, tax accountants uh, in your area, you've got to learn it. You've got to learn. And then you've got to maximize everybody around the table, one strategic firm. All the financial advisors, all the members of the family, now we have a powerful team. You want to build a powerful team. I think that's a great way to approach things. And I think you even hold a conference every year where you do this, don't you, Ever? You bring in multiple disciplines and you force them all together to have some fun and learn. And um, I think that's brilliant because, I mean, I'm sure Adam will know, but I almost chuckle at this because pretty much all the conferences I go to, it's all just advisors. And nothing wrong with that. I love my advisor community, but typically if we hear from an attorney or a CPA, it's because they've got a, a half hour spot on stage and then that's about it. And that's not bad, but you're taking it to a whole nother level because a lot of good things happen 
when you have those little five minute interactions and, and networking and people are building relationships, there's so much value to that. So thank you for sharing. You know, connecting the dots. I hear that over and over again from the advisors we work with. It's these aha moments that, oh, if I just tweak things up 5%, if I do things 5%, I'm already doing things 95% really well, but this 5% shift is going to make all the difference. And by the way, I would love to invite all the advisors listening to this podcast to Banff, Canada, November 11th to 14th. Beautiful squad, outstanding squad. And we're going to think strategically. We're going to reimagine financial advice are going forward. How, how specifically is your organization going to impact that, what you just talked about for the next yeah, decade? Such a good question. You know, knowledge is power, um, but knowledge is only powerful if it's shared. Um, our goal is to be thought provoking to help you shake up the paradigms that you live in to, you know, and, and, and that's going to take time. We are going to engage you in some kind of an educational opportunity, no matter how successful you are. And we're going to ask you to think about breaking that set of success just a little bit so that you're ready for the future. The future is changing. It's changing now. The advisor of the future exists today. Everything's different. Do not expect to carry your old success into the future. And so when we share knowledge together with you at Knowledge Bureau, we're going to give you the opportunity to learn something new, to get out of your comfort zone, and to, in that process, think about your clients. We do this for them. We do it all for them. If you're not keeping up with change and change in their life, they will find someone who will. And that's why digitization, changing your business model, all of the tools we have around us is going to make that really easy. But if you don't have an educational background, if you don't know the theory of what's coming at us, those tools are not going to help you. So Knowledge Bureau is going to challenge you to go back to school on yourself Invest in yourself so you can invest in your clients. So I, I, don't, I don't know about you, Derek, but I don't have a lot of confidence that I'm ready for what's coming. Uh, I feel okay. Okay, why? Why do you feel okay? And I'm now feeling uncertain. And I don't think you should feel uncertain either. I, I, I think you're wrong. Okay. Um, so I'm she, wrong she, and I'm uncertain. That's really making me confident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Boy, this episode just keeps getting more positive. Oh my it? goodness. <laughs> Let me get depressed here. Go ahead. She, she said something. She said, do not expect today's success to make you successful in the future. Mm-hmm. And that you need to keep up with change, di- digitization, cha- looking at change and revolving your business model or what, otherwise you're going to become irrelevant. Brother, you went virtual before I did. You're yeah. you're a tech founder. You are at the cutting edge of where advice is going with Asset Map and what you guys are doing there. And you're gaining so much information from that that you are able to bring back to being an advisor too. And I'm in a similar boat. I got on the boat after you did, but I'm in a similar boat and I feel actually okay. 
I love education. I love being challenged. I love looking at things differently. And I don't know, maybe we're the only two in the boat (laughs) (laughs) and maybe it's the wrong boat, but I don't feel uncertain. I don't know if that helps you at all. If if, you know, you you still need a shoulder to cry on. I'm here. I do. (laughs) I'm a big crier. As you know, you know, (laughs) it's funny. Exactly. It must be brutal dealing with me as a friend. (laughs) We're friends. I don't. We're. (laughs) Oh, yes. By the way. Well, here's why I say that. Because I'm accepting the fact, certainly you're right. We we definitely innovated. We are early. uh, And I think we got the education side. But what I'm really questioning now of myself is whether I know what I don't know. And the comments about global disability and how will the uh, aging population affect our tax revenues that will fund social programs that will be diminished because we have to pay more in taxes to pay for the incentives we just created over the last six years and the low interest rate. So I'm thinking I don't necessarily feel confident that I know what that means for my clients and how that'll affect the business especially since the technology is growing faster and faster and faster. And I wonder whether I I think that my confidence of knowing what has worked to get to here is really, really going to work next. And I think her call to action of potentially reinventing yes, yet again might be in order. It's almost like we have to reinvent on an annual basis or something. Um well, we have to challenge the status quo, which we love doing, but I, I'm saying, yeah. can we actually, actually challenge the status quo? There was a, a, it was a practice in business school that this reminds me of the, it was, it was held back by, and I'm going to mess this up, but basically if you look it up, it was an HBR, Harvard business, business review. And they talked about how in bell labs, they called all the executives together for an emergency meeting. Everybody fly into headquarters. Something has happened. The system is down. They basically have them in this closed room, 40-some executives, and they say, Derek, we're letting you know the entire system is destroyed. We need to now figure out what to do. And it actually was really an exercise. It wasn't actually destroyed, but they used that as a catalyst to reinvent the entire telephone system. It's actually within a year, they had created a mobile phone that worked in 1970s. A mobile phone that had call ID, touch button phones. They reinvented the whole system because of this kind of burn the boat scenario. And I wonder whether we could be served by that concept. It is a little scary to hear you say that and how you execute that. Like, are we telling every advisor to (laughs) go burn their boat right now? And just, you know, hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. Experience a year ago, as you know, I went fully independent. So I had to go mm-hmm. through that whole process and reevaluate my tech stack and everything. And I love the tech stack I have now, but I had there's this little niggling feeling like I am not at the cutting edge as much as I should be. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's maybe that's just it's just being that self-aware where we can focus on, as Ev says education, what's going on, multidisciplinary, making sure we are paying attention to these things and having those conversations. Mm -hmm. I suspect it's always going to be a game of catch up. Probably. Especially given how fast things are going, but that's okay. That's okay. I, what I don't want to have happen is to be stuck in 1985. That 
that's where you, you become irrelevant very quickly. And she even mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, Lots of advisors I know are stuck in 2007 and 2008. They're still sure. delivering the same financial plan. Yep. They still think that their portal is cutting it. They have gotten, they have accepted the fact their clients don't need a lot of attention because they basically organically made money because the markets went up and lifted all boats. So they've gotten really comfortable making significant revenue with low cost. Their employees stuck around because they were getting paid fine. I tend to see that there's a bunch of complacency. It's funny, Aaron Klein mentioned this, the risk that he sees was a risk of complacency. Maybe this is also in part what he was talking about is that I'm wondering myself, right? I feel pretty comfortable that we have an unbelievable tech process and I feel like we're way ahead of everybody in terms of delivery. And I'm thinking, is that a false sense of security? Is that complacency now that I'm comfortable again? And maybe what I think could be happening, I mean, she mentioned so many different things going on that we have to educate ourselves continuously. The yes. only investment that we can really make with any kind of real long-term game plan investment is investing in ourselves and our practice and our process, and delivering more value. I think we're going to be called upon to deliver even more value. As you probably know, I was focusing on holistic life coaching at the beginning of last year. Got that degree to talk about the kind of psychographic reasons people make decisions and stuff. I think we're going to see more of this. There's going to be a need to get even more educated and more well, well-rounded. So if I'm an advisor six months, five years, or 30 years in, mm -hmm. and I'm hearing this conversation right now, what should I do? Well, the, the historical aspect has been, you know, go get your CFP, double yeah. down on education. Then what? Then what? I, right? That's becoming table stakes. I mean, what isn't we have more CFPs now than ever? I think. Of course, we do. Fastest growing. In fact, overseas we're seeing some of the numbers being double digits. Growth of the CFP designation in China, and Japan, Taiwan, India, Australia. If you look at the numbers, you could start to see huge growth of CFP. This is no longer a U.S. thing and or a Canada thing. This is this is very clearly a global phenomenon of moving towards advice. Staying in front of that means, you know, potentially how I think her comments on how do you bring in the next generation, really important. How to be a, an advocate for uh, social capital growth. How do you think about terminal net worth statements, right? How do you leave this yeah. planet? What do you care about? What's sustainable? How do you contribute back to society? Uh, these are really interesting topics advisors don't, I don't think, often talk about. And we need to bring them up within the regular theme of what are you doing about this and start these conversations to promote for the financial advisor that you're helpful here. You're an advocate. You're a That's guy. how you're layering on that extra value. And, and maybe you don't do that. Maybe, maybe your process is like, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you have some retirement accounts. Let's roll those over. We've done a financial plan. That's almost the table stakes part of the process. But now when you come back and, hey, we've implemented this or it's your first review, hey, let's take a look at this thing, terminal wealth statement. What's what's really going on here? Now that we've done some housekeeping, we got some stuff organized, we cleaned things up, now we really got to dig in. And maybe that's an easier way to add what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. at least to your processes versus not. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I like what she had to say, and it is a little bit eye-opening uh, given where things are at today. That's for sure. That's true. What would you do? You know, take a step back. What are you building? Why are you building it? 
are you, or what, what holes are you missing? Are you actually having those conversations with clients? I, I think it's, it's been fun going to full independence, although there's a couple of things I miss about the old world, but made me focus more on what's really, truly important. And although I have less clients now by design, my firm AUM actually grew just over 15% over the last 12 months, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. Wow. And that was with accepting no new clients. So we're having more meaningful conversations in more in-depth conversations. And I think that's extremely important because it goes back to what Ev's talking about. We've got some pretty strong headwinds that are, people are worried about. Have those conversations and, and come up with solutions and understand them. So I, that's a long-winded answer, but I think you see where I'm coming from. I do. Look, and I think part of our theme is that we're, we're rethinking what we're doing. And this one is a bit open, right? It, it's, it's getting deeper into, you know, maybe our whys and our what we're going to do and how we're going to handle it. But I think there's no answer other than just to get educated as to what are the questions, what are the themes, so we can actually talk more confidently about it. One of the things I have realized as a financial advisor is we don't have any better answers, right? You said our crystal balls are broken too. But the reality is we're still looked upon to be advocates and guides and the most knowledgeable person in the room on the topic in many cases. And yeah. so we have to imbue confidence to our clients because that's what they're paying us for. We may just be a slightly more certain. The only way for us to get more certain is to get more educated and therefore make a decision as to what these things mean and what action we're taking. It's not going to be perfect, but hopefully it comes from an informed place so we help them make better decisions. You know, it's interesting learning about Knowledge Bureau. I'm curious, what is Connector doing with Knowledge Bureau? Because that's where this relationship came from. Yeah, they, it's funny. They reached out to me on LinkedIn of all places. So mm -hmm. yes, LinkedIn does work, folks. Okay. And what they ended up doing, which is, just, it's truly an honor to even be part of, is they actually took Connector and they have white labeled it as what's called the Digital Practitioner Course in Canada. Mm -hmm. And now they distribute it to all of their advisors. Wow. If you're in Canada, that's how you get access to Connector now. And so just really, really cool. And you know, it's a kind of like a little bit of a shot in the arm, like, sweet, man, we've got something here. As a founder, you sometimes question, do I really have what, what people want? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just been really cool. And that's why I got to work with them very closely over the last six plus months to go through that process and get to know them and love what we're able to do there. So yeah, very stoked with that. We yeah. can put a, a link in the show notes there. But you know, oh, you've even cool. talked about what you're going to do up in Canada with Asset Map. Mm. Like, what's that roadmap look like? Well, I think, you know, like most advisors in every population, we're all looking for some way to communicate better, to elevate our game and, and enhance advice delivery, because that's really where we we make our value proposition real. So Asset Map has grown virally in Canada without much effort on our part. We did actually roll out uh, a Canada version for all the language that does uh, so aggravatingly, typically U.S. based, right? <laughs> There's no 401k in Canada. Um, so we did enable those in Canada to basically translate to the localization version. Uh, so that's been really interesting. Ever since we did that, and including all our marketing materials, it's really started taking off. So I, I think for us, it's we're really trying to promote this idea of holistic discussions based around exactly. the facts, no judgment, just just yeah. the facts, and let's talk about it and see if they make sense. And um, and we love that marketplace. There's definitely there is certainly I would say a higher social mindfulness of. Uh, of, I think, the, the Canadian advisors we've talked to, certainly because they pay a lot in taxes, it's got to go back to society. Uh, and is it going to the right places? And so I can understand why this terminal net worth concept came up. It seems to make sense and aligns highly with that mentality. And probably has some merit for us to really think here in the States as well. 
I think with that, the main call to action here is for everyone who's listening to make sure that they're getting education, even when they don't think they need it. Find outlets to continue to grow and learn because you will have conversations with other professionals and other disciplines and also other perspectives that might force you to rethink how you're communicating to your clients who are going through an enormous amount of emotional anxiety up and down without you even knowing about it, especially around finances. And if you can be the purveyor of confidence in those times, it's going to only stabilize your value proposition. And that's really what we, I think, wanted to take away from this. We appreciate what Evelyn is doing. And of course, we're glad to see that this is not just a, a U.S. thing. This is a global effort to help advisors get better. Well said, brother. I couldn't say it any better, so I'm not going to. <laughs> With that, Derek, what does everybody need to do at the end of our episode today? Well, we are still accepting five-star reviews. So go ahead and do that. <laughs> That's okay. That's still open for now. Uh, but no, truly, greatly appreciate everyone that listens. We hope you get a laugh and, and learn something in the way in the process. Follow us on LinkedIn, both of us individually. Follow Rethink on LinkedIn as well. Subscribe to the podcast. If you are so inclined and you do like what we have to say, please leave a lovely, thoughtful review. And um, if you want to be on, let us know. We've got a link for that. And uh, if you want us to cover a topic, let us know. I think that's it, man. Did I cover it all? No. Thanks, Evelyn, for uh, for your work, your great work, and, and uh, being productive and proactive in our community. Uh, and Derek, my good friend, thank you, as, yes, for, as always, friend. for your humor and your intelligence and well, all the other guidance that you provide me. Likewise, brother. I appreciate it. It was good chatting with you today. Thank you for listening to Rethink, the financial advisor podcast with Holt and Notman. Be sure to subscribe now and join the ongoing conversation. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Asset Map or Connector. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.